welcome. Hello, everyone. Welcome, welcome back. back. <laughs> we did it at the same time. We did welcome, at the same time. welcome back um, to Raiders of the Lost Arts. To Raiders of the Lost Arts. Thank you for joining us again. I'm Kay, and I am Craig, and we're gonna talk about some culture today. We are. But before that, I wanted to talk about some some recent goings on in the world of pop culture, just you know, so that you kind of know what what day it was when we recorded this yeah. and how long it takes me to edit this yeah we are doing uh current events so to speak for our for each like opening segment you know just to to get you to um kind of nuzzle in or get comfortable while like maybe you're getting your hot chocolate or your tea and you have your blanket and you're getting nice and cozy so to settle in you in we're gonna come up with some unsettling news sometimes sometimes you know, sometimes i w- i kind of want to call this segment like by the time you hear this um i like that like because, you know, like, by the time you read this, I'll already be dead. It's like, yeah, this won't be current events by the time you hear this. Yeah. Which is funny. It'll to be um, semi-current. Yeah. Then. So I think one of the biggest things that happened in the past week since last the last time we recorded is that Gina Carano was fired from she The Mandalorian. Canceled. She was, well, she's been canceled, but, like, she's been canceled now by Disney. Yes. Um, okay, you're going to have to, like, explain this, not only to our audience, but our friends, our besties, but to, like, me, because, again, I don't know much about her, or Mandalorian culture. I'm so sorry. Everyone. Mandalorian really, culture is culture. I know. I really need to catch up on it. But, of course, I saw this through Twitter, and that's how mm-hmm. I learned of it. That's how I learned who she was. Like, no offense to her. I mean, I mean I'm, I'm okay with offending her. Yeah, same. So, to um, be fair. To be fair. So, So, yeah, Gina Carano, basically, she, well, she was not an actress first, but she was a, I think, not mixed martial artist, but, like, you know, WWE type of star. Oh, interesting. She's mostly muscle, and you you can see that by just, like, looking at her. Um, So, did she, like, do her own stunts for the show? I'm pretty sure. That would make sense. Um, I mean, unless, I mean, maybe some of them she didn't, like, because she is, like, the goods, because she was actually like acting on the show but she played a character called Cara Dune on the Mandalorian on Disney she she's like not that important she's like kind of in it she she honestly became like a space cop in the, oh, the newest that's what, season that's what we should have known I mean it made sense for her um I guess and but she's not a great person she's posted a lot of you know alt-right kind of takes and like she was supportive of the insurrection on the capitol which was like um interesting um very notably there was a time where pedro pascal put his pronouns in his name on twitter and like she didn't she put like or no what happened is like she was she said something transphobic Pedro Pascal like sat down and talked to her Good. about it and was like, "This is why people put pronouns in their bio. It's like to support trans people." And after that, they had that conversation. She put like her pronouns as "beep boop bop" on Twitter. Ew, okay, I yeah. hated that. That was that was when I. I mean, I kind of already had feelings about her. That I'd was seen. probably the beginning of her flop era. Oh, it probably <laughs> came way before that. Um, that was like the outright introduction and yeah. at least for me like you were explaining the story right now i'm like i mean well she let us know who she was yeah and like to think about it too for someone like pedro pascal to take time out of his day his lovely day because he's a lovely human he's being, a lovely man um and sit and to sit her down and being like a 
How does he identify? I actually don't know. I don't want to assume anything. Is he he him? He him. And he is he straight? I mean, I think he's at least a bisexual. Little, a little bisexual. But I I can't speculate. Exactly, we can't speculate. I don't Anyways, know. for for like someone to like have to sit you down and explain. Like, yeah, like the, when you're a grown ass woman. That's what I'm saying. Like for for him to have to sit down, and be like this is why it's important. Like you were just saying, she's a grown woman who can. Honestly, it's not that hard to figure out the significance of it and to support others. Like it really, it does not take the most outstanding individual. It like literally takes like a basic level yeah. of humanity to sit there and do that. And I think at the time Pedro uh, did that because at that time his sister was going by they them pronouns. Mm. Now they uh, she's come out as trans, and so um, and this this happened. I think the day before or like two days before Gina was fired, his his sister came out and like had a huge spread in a magazine. Ooh. Shout out to Lux Pascal. Yeah. Gorge Queen. Um but that's I think I think the Does night- Lux still go by they them? No. She her. She her now. Um okay. now that she's like out. Awesome. Um and so I was like, huh, that's I was just reminded of how much I hated Gina because of that. And then like the next day she posted something about she compared being a Republican now to being a Jew during the Holocaust. Yes, okay, I did read stuff on that, which was mm. I I can't have a I don't have a word for my reaction. Just to that. disgust, I guess. Or just yeah. like where do you get the gall to to say something that's stupid? I'm assuming and she's ignorant. not Jewish, correct? She is not Jewish. Yeah, so for you, like. For you to like, compare, she's Italian. Yeah, to, to compare <laughs> yourself, is she Italian or is she one of those like American Italian? Who's like, she's I'm like, 100% well, I think, Italian I think her baby parents, and they don't even know how to speak like one word. I think her parents are from Italy. Okay, like I think she's genuinely Italian, Gen- which just genuine. makes her worse. Yeah, but like for you to try to compare yourself to another group of people who you don't have any ties, you can't identify, you don't. It, it's just. Yeah, it's a it's a big no for me, obviously. Yeah. For anyone, it's a big no. It was it's yucky. Just, it's, yeah. And kind of going back to that whole Pedro Pascal sing her down and just learning about his sister, I think that just opened my eyes up more. Wow, like, this is something that affected him, per- like, not personally, but, like, a family member of his. So that's why he was passionate mm-hmm. about probably this talk and, like, wanted to sit her down and be like, hey, this is, like, something that affects people's everyday lives, including him, since mm-hmm. he has someone in his family and for her to just like outright like disregard that not only disregard it but disrespect it like full force like ew yeah all I can say is ew yeah and so Disney I think since November had been looking for like reasons to fire her because she's just been annoying since then so this was kind of like the final straw um and they fired her and now she's teaming up I mean a little too little too late I would say but it's fine um she's teaming up with Ben Shapiro for something. She's like, oh, the the resistance or the rebellion is just starting. I'm like, you're the the bad guys. You're not the resistance. You're the first order if we're talking Star Wars. Do we, I'm sorry, do we know what this project is with Ben Shapiro? Uh, really I don't know. Curious. Whatever it is, it's going to be a flop. Oh, of course. Like, clown parade, clown brigade. I got my clown shoes on tonight. Yeah, She's got her full clown makeup on. Um, but so that was that was something that happened. 
Um, Something more positive and then now. That oh, wait. night, actually, Pedro Pascal was like, it, they announced that he was getting cast as Joel in The Last of Us. Yeah, The Last of Us. Yeah, that's the that's the name of it. Uh, the TV show, I think, or movie they're making based off of that game. And I was like, oh, the hits just keep on coming. It was a good day yeah. overall, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that one. Oh yeah. Um, now into some more positive news. Um, for all our Swifties at home, we know that Taylor re-released her iconic hit love story, Taylor's version. I love how it has Taylor's version connected because it's like she now, she, I mean, she did own it back then, but like because of her label company, her record company, fuck them. <clears throat> Sorry. She doesn't like, and now she owns it. Yeah, she owns it. She, her contract ended in November, which allowed her to start re-recording her old music. It is out there, and it's just so beautiful because, like, you know, it's strength through ownership and being able to prove, not even, like, prove a point that sounds petty, but to be like, hey, like, I wrote this. I worked hard for it. Like, this is all me. Like, I'm attaching my name to it, and, like, it's just so refreshing. And, of course, as you know, being huge Swifties in this room, like, hearing her vocals and how they've matured so much over the years and just, like, her passion that she still has for music, even her old sound and her old music is so refreshing. Yeah. I mean, I I love that song and I, I loved You know what it reminds me of? And this is gonna be a Romeo and Juliet. Oh my god, me too. Oh my god, no way. <laughs> no. Um this is gonna be like a really weird like association with it. Like you know how you have memories to scent or sound like certain songs and it's yeah, just yeah. like a, a specific memory that isn't important but it just sticks with you. Yeah. And it's just strange. So <laughs> And this is a tr- like kind of traumatizing, I guess, memory. Oh, like literally, I think off. of middle school. Ooh. I think because that song came out when I was in seventh grade. I want yeah, to say. I'm like, I think I was in elementary. School. Yeah, so I was in seventh grade when that well, Fearless came out in that song. Um, you know, it was like a chart topper on the radio. So I remember being in gym class specifically. More trauma, right? Ooh. I'm in like the that like the quote unquote like the weight room, which is like ew the smell yeah the smell but like also why why do children have a weight room we're in middle school well wasn't there wrestling in middle school i guess but like are children actually lifting weights like it's really hard for me to imagine an 11 year old like little five pounders yeah like i I wasn't doing anything back then um but i remember being on like the treadmill or some type of elliptical and the song came on and all I remember is turning to my friend next to me and I'm like, oh my God, I love this song as I'm like working out to it. Like I thought I was, I thought I was the moment in that moment. You probably, I mean, actually no one in middle school is the moment no. unless you're Kayla from eighth grade. Yeah. She was the moment. She was the moment. She was, she's an thank icon. You, thank you. She's a legend. Them. Thank you. She is the moment. Um, anyway. But yeah. And so we are, we're going to get a re-release of Fearless and that's going to be because i i remember that album like that was one of the first albums that i owned and listened mm, to and like yeah. i it, the little lyric packet was in yes, the album yes. like the album the cd case mm-hmm. and i like read along and i love the her lyrics. notes that taylor puts at the beginning of her like albums mm-hmm. like for the the booklet yeah yeah yeah. it's always like a personal like look into her like her process and her writing and like that like era mm-hmm. as you may call it um and it's so like personal and even the one she wrote for the fearless like the re-release it was just so beautiful to like kind of reflect on her writing and just be like wow like i just like i just like love her she's just great yeah so i'm excited for that 
Um, and that's really all that's, yeah, that's important that that's, happened this week. I'm sure other things happened, but maybe they'll come to mind later. But also, like, yeah. what were you gonna call this segment? I really liked it. By the time you hear this, by the time you hear or this, or by the time you're hearing this, by the time you're hearing this, by the time you hear this, well, we here for you. Yeah, we are here. <laughs> that was a succession you. reference, which Craig doesn't watch, but, yeah, but I wouldn't get that reference. Any of my besties who watch it know what I'm talking about. Old star. Yeah. Okay, right. so on to our, our topic. Our episode. Yeah, our, our topic for today. We're going to be talking about Long, Long Island, Island culture. Long Island culture. Um, we're both from Long Island. I've lived here all 22 gorgeous years of my life. Ugh. Gorgeous. Not not all gorgeous. I don't there think I was gorgeous. Yeah, a lot of downs. A lot of downs. Some ups. Um, yeah. yeah, I was born and raised here as well, so we are both native Long Islanders. Yeah, if anyone who's listening to this doesn't live on Long Island, just know it's part of New York. It's the little part that sticks into the water. It's literally a Long Island. Yeah, like, an island that is long. It's liter- literally, literally a so- Long Island. Yeah, so for, for you to get from like the city to Montauk, which is the end, the end of the world, it's baby. Be, yeah, baby. It's going to be a couple hours. It's a long it's island. Like, yeah, what is it? Like, probably like three hours, probably right? That, yeah. Especially with traffic. Oh, traffic. Um, the, the Hampton Jitney. That's a that's Long Island culture right there. Seeing that thing on the LIE and knowing a bunch of rich people from the city are Just heading the out to LIE the Hamptons. is Long Island culture. Yeah. So I, for our besties at home, if you don't know what the LIE is, it's the Long Island Expressway. It's a lie. <laughs> it's a lie. Yeah. Our um, whole life is a lie. It's, yeah. Our whole lie. life we drive on the lie. Oh my god, poetic. Um, yeah, Long Island. Walt Whitman could never. <laughs> I mean, well, he probably could. The, well, I don't, I don't think the LIE was a thing when he. It was, was not a thing. But I think uh, which McCallit, a bunch of other roads where I think Sunken Meadow. Yeah, probably, probably was. for sure. For sure. But like even not too long ago, because um, my dad grew up in Brooklyn and then moved to the island when he was a kid. Um, a lot of it was just dirt roads. Well, it was that way, and that's why all like the entrances and the exits are so short is because it yeah. wasn't meant for high speed vehicles. It was meant for like horse, horse and buggies that yeah. went super slow. And so, thanks innovation, but also not thanks innovation. Like you could have paved over it, made it a little longer. No pun intended. You could have paved the way to society, but you didn't. We live in a society. We I didn't mention in that in so- our in our recap, but um, I don't God. actually actually I don't want to point. We out don't want to bring it. that. We up. don't want to talk about it. We don't want to talk about him. Um, we're gonna be mostly talking about Suffolk and Nassau culture today, yes. just because Queens. When you get to Queens, are like we're not from Long Island. We're from Queens, and it's they're like not. they are part of the five boroughs. The five boroughs, but is not they're Long Island. physically on the physically island. on the island, emotionally, emotionally, socially, politically, <laughs> everything you can think of. On all levels, ex- ex- except, except physical. Well, ex- with physical. Yeah, they're not. Yeah. Anyway, um, so Craig is gonna hopefully briefly. Yes, I'm gonna be a lot more brief this time. Listen, episode one is the it's the um, it, the trial. It, it is the trial run. It's figuring out what works, what doesn't. How quickly do I speak? How slow do I take things? Um, I'm gonna go into like, I guess a little bit of history culture. So it's about- like, yeah, it's like recent history. Yeah, some I mean, of recent within the span of time. Yeah, some of it's more recent, some's older. Mm-hmm. Um, just even just like references and famous points of the island, I guess, and stuff. Um, but in terms of culture, the first thing you think of when you think of Long Island, bagels, pizza, 
not pizza bagels, but bagels and pizza. That I is, mean, that, I is pizza that is like peak Long Island. Um, yeah. I think the mass appeal to it, why so many people live here, is the idea that you're 20 minutes from the beaches and you're about like an hour from the city. Yeah. That and just like it's, it's, it is the suburbs. I mean, the first established like suburb was, was Levittown. Levittown yeah. on Long Island. And there's a lot of like similar towns to that just all over Long Island where like you'll go through like down just the street and like every single house looks the same. Um, so that's a nightmare. Um, in terms of more like culture and like literature, like books maybe. Percy Jackson, I can't believe you forgot that one. Well, because it's like it doesn't take place mostly on Long Island. It's like, it's like the camp, camp and half. the camp mm, camp half blood is on Long Island. Yeah. No, most of the time it's like, oh, they're going on a journey. They're either going to, what was it, Orlando, or they're they going go to Los Angeles. The US, right? They went yeah. to Las Vegas. Like, they're always going somewhere. Only but the idea that Camp Half-Blood is on Long Island. Yeah. I think I've, like, narrowed down around where it would be, and I think it's where my It's mom's, North Shore. Yeah, my mom's cousin used to kind of live. Yeah, but it's, like, what out town? east. What town does she live in? Where are you guesstimating it about? Well, past Riverhead. Oh, yeah, for sure. On, like, the North Fork. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, before you get to Orient Point. Yes, I was thinking, like, James Port. Yeah, because it had, it. they, like, were growing, it was, like, near a strawberry farm or something, and there's not much strawberry farming. I more think it's, vineyards, yeah. Yeah, it's more vineyards, but it's, it's. I think it's too wet for, yeah. on the North Shore for strawberry farming. I think it would, it would ruin the strawberries, but we're not here to talk about. We are not here to talk, we are not, yeah. I'm not a farmer. I wish. I wish. I wish. I wish we both were, but yeah. that's not us. Um, also, um, Jaws, more specifically the novel, not the movie. Everyone forgets yeah, the movie. Yeah, but everyone only knows the movie. I know. So, just like in short. Jaws, the original girl boss. The original girl boss, which is the novel um, by Peter, I want to say his last name is Bransley, um, wrote the fake tan. What am I saying? The fake town. The fake town of Amity, mm -hmm. which is supposed to be on Long Island. So basically, it's like this town he makes up that's anywhere between like Southampton and Bridgehampton. So if you read the book, that's a little cool. Um, a few films and other things that focus on Long Island. We got Final Destination 2, first thing that came to mind. Stony Brook specifically. There's like a ment mental hospital in Stony Brook that the characters have to travel to. Mm -hmm. It's not real, unfortunately. It was very fake in the movie. Um, we have Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Meet Me in Montauk. Yeah, L-I-R-R. The Lur. The Lur, which is the Long Island Railroad. Um, funny Games, at least I know the updated version of the movie, because there's two. There's one in the 90s, which is a foreign film, and then the American version. The American version, I know, takes place on Long Island. I just don't know where. And then recently, I actually just looked into this. Bad Education, that, TV, that HBO show. Or move no, it was a movie. I'm sorry, the HBO movie with um, Hugh Jackman. I'm looking like a real flop right now. I don't this. know what you're talking about, so but I'll it's, take your word it's, for it. It's um, it's about a school like, I think it's about like superintendents or something in uh, Roslyn District, which is on Long Island. Hmm. Um, and then also just in terms of Stranger Things, that's a super popular Netflix show. Yeah, but, like, no one knows the origin except for people who live on Long Island. Yeah, so the origin focuses around Camp Hero, um, which I'm going to be super quick with this. Camp Hero, for anyone who doesn't know it, was an, it's now an inactive military base shut down in the 80s. 
And again, nothing can really be confirmed, but it's believed to be a site of secret government experiments, um, mind control, time travel, wormhole teleportation, um, and kids being hooked up to wires. There was this New York Post article that I found this information on. If you all ever want to check it out, um, definitely you can find out more about that there. Or just watch Stranger Things. Or watch Stranger Things, yeah, for sure. So basically, talking about the Long Island Lolita, um, this woman, Amy Fisher, Mm -hmm. at the time she was 16 or 17 years old, um, shoots Mary Jo Buttafuoco. 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 That's so so Italian, Long Island. Yeah. Um, So she shows up to his house and shoots this woman in the head in May 1992. Um, and basically the reason why she shoots this woman, it's the wife of the man she was having an affair with. Um, so Joey, right? Yeah. His name is Joey. Joey. Joey Budafuco. Basically an 18 month affair between, um, Joey and Amy. How old was Joey at the time? Old enough. I don't know. I don't I think though, actually what we're looking for is too old. Yes. For, to be having an affair with a 17 year old. A minor. Yeah. Gross. Ew. Like more than gross. And this is pre Lewinsky. No. Yeah, that happened in '97. Yes, you're right. I I'm think. sorry. I'm having like I, for all my besties out there, I'm a huge true crime slash documentary fanatic. So I've been having so much time to watch and read stuff lately that it's all jumbled in my head. And I have not. So that's why I was like, no. But I was like, no, you're so right. Um, so basically. Do you know how they first met? I found this, and this was interesting. I don't. It makes it grosser. I'm sure. More gross? Grosser? I don't know. Grosser sounds weird. Whatever. English. Uh, <laughs> English. As if, as if we didn't study it. Um. So basically, they first met at an auto body shop that his auto body that shop? Joey worked at. Oh, he didn't own it yet, because he owns it or owns one now. Yes, he does. Oh, yeah. So he, he was might... just working at there. I don't remember now. This just shows. Doesn't matter. Yeah. So basically, I think he actually might have, or he was on his way to owning it. But mm-hmm. he, I know he did own one, so it probably was. I think it was the one he owned. And the reason why is because um, Amy's father would bring her car to that shop to get worked on, and Ew. then he eventually met her, his this guy's daughter through that, which is nasty. Yeah, and like in the way they did, they explained it. I don't know. I don't know if they were like friends or at least like acquaintance. They were on a customer basis, right? I feel right? like everyone on Long Island, just is, there, there was like, oh, yeah. There's always a connection. They're always friendly with a guy who, like, repairs a car. Like, my dad is friendly with a guy yeah, who my dad repa- is like, too. does our they car like stuff. Tax. And it's like, why? Like, it's like a, it's kind of like a barber, but for your car. Yeah. Where it's like you have that relationship, but, like, you forget about them most of the time. Oh, for sure. Um, that's Long Island So culture. it's definitely, but they have that customer. They have that rapport, at least. Mm-hmm. So that's what makes it weirder. Not to say any of it would be better, but like it's the fact that it's not like a complete stranger or anything, but it's like it's this familial, yeah, type of, yeah, it's just weird. There's an expectation, there. yeah. So basically, what happens is, um, obviously, there was a trial and Amy uh pled guilty and was sentenced, um, five to 15 years. Um, and this is where it gets dicey. Um, and this, I kind of, this is where it gets this dicey because I think we need to talk about obviously. You and I were gonna be talking about culture, and I think, I think, we need to remember at the forefront of all this. This involves an underage girl. Yeah. And I think 
we tend to overlook that and we don't really validate her emotions or her reasoning, her rationale. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is where I don't like the media's portrayal. Yeah, and it was at that time where like the, that's how the media would have spun it. Yeah, so basically after pleading guilty, she overdosed on pills a few days later and she was placed um, into hospitalization. Um, and basically... Going along with that, the articles I was reading, she was known for having affairs with several older men. Um, so again, I think it's just building this profile, the media, what they did to almost like make her look bad. I mean, like on the one hand, she did shoot a woman in the face. Oh, for sure. On the other hand, Awful. a bunch of grown men yeah. were she, abusing her. Why, that, that's what I'm saying. Why are we criminalizing her for... Yeah, like she sleeping needs, with she needs m- mental help. Yeah, for sleeping with men as opposed to the actual crime in which she shot a woman. Yeah. That's what we should be focusing on. But no, the media again loves to Well then yeah, and then we saw this years later with the whole Monica Lewinsky thing. Like instead of making it about Bill, it was all about like, oh well, Hillary, I guess, wasn't good enough for Bill. And also Monica's a little like S-W-T. Yeah, and the reason why what? I was thinking of Monica Lewinsky when you were saying that before, I'm like, no. So they, ta- they explore that in the new um, Britney Spears documentary they did. put out by the they um, did. New York Times. Um, and that's why also Britney gets a bad image during that time because the media was so full force against female um, sexuality. sexuality and their, like, their embodiment of it and their recognition of it. Um, so again, like, I think this is another case of that. Like she, I mean, she is a minor, she is young. I'm not supporting this, but she as a woman, as a growing woman is, you know, able to realize certain things about herself and that is her own power and we shouldn't take that away from her. However, it's when we kind of demonize her and the way I think they explain her going into the hospital and this overdosing, like I can just see them spinning it as like, oh my goodness, she's like hopelessly in love with this man that she can't be with and like she's drowning her sorrows like type. no it's probably because she's like oh i'm gonna go to jail and i'm so young yeah and not only that but like maybe like these actions are somewhat of a cry for help like i and again no, back then help. in the 90s we really didn't have the talk of mental health and or we did we, but like it's like don't it, talk about it, it yeah was it was very, very stigmatized it wasn't yeah, talked very about girl interrupted all. you know yeah very girl interrupted um so Basically, on top of all this, or maybe even after it. So, Joey, during his, this trial, he was convicted of statutory rape. Thank God. Yeah. But this, again, is where justice does not come into play. Because, again, I said she was sentenced 5 to 15 years. I mean, it was a bad crime. But, again, he was a pedophile. And mm-hmm. he committed statutory rape. He was only sentenced for six months. Yeah. And, you know, I think he had money as well. So... No, if you are a man with power, don't worry. That's what that is what the world is telling us at this point. I mean, you, you should worry, worry in you general. Sh- oh, you should worry for your soul. For your soul, your you sick. are going to hell if it exists. Not only that, but like you know, the league of girl bosses will find you. Yeah, that's yeah. true. So you should worry, but like again, like this just perpetuates the idea that women are guilty for everything and men literally get off the hook which is so aggravating and so long island patriarchal values are like a big thing here the nuclear family quote unquote you know yeah all that fun stuff and there was just so much wrong with the trial too in terms of like 
what happened with her. So basically, while she's in prison, um, Amy files a $220 million lawsuit um, for for rape against a prison guard. And that was overlooked. Ew. Yeah, exactly. It was never, like, kind of dealt with. Um, And then also in terms of her trial, and I don't know if it's misrepresentation per se, but basically um, Amy also admits that her lawyer, in which she also had an affair with, wild, manipulated her into pleading guilty. Oh, like taking a plea or something? Yeah. It was probably going to get her less years. Or like... The way they worded it, manipulated her into pleading guilty, I think he just wanted whatever he was getting from his trial. Yeah. Whatever it may be. Um, again, she's a young 16, 17-year-old girl. I think she might have been 18 by the time of her trial when that came Yeah, around. probably. Um, Maybe even 19, I don't know. Yeah. Um, and But I, I do have to say, the turnaround of this whole trial is like, kind of heartwarming because it's the idea of women teaming up together, which is so unexpected. So Mary Jo, which is the woman who Amy shoots, the wife mm-hmm. of Joey Buttafuoco, has a change of heart and helps um, Amy get out of prison. Yeah. Yeah, which I think is like, she didn't have to do that, right? She rightfully so, everything that happened I, to yeah, her, legally, a... morally, I feel like she didn't have to do that, but like, she found it in herself to forgive her, which I think is super commendable, especially, again, during that time when I think women were pitted against one another. And I think we still see it today in terms of cheating culture. Yeah. It's this idea that, oh, my God, like, you stole my man type thing. When the Olivia like... Rodrigo, Sabrina Carpenter of it all. <laughs> um, yeah, that's all I kind of wanted to say on that. Um, that that. Yeah. And that's and that's Long Island. That's Long Island. Crime culture. Kind of. Just in a nutshell. Just a little bit of it. Yeah. I mean, there's so many other cases yeah. that you guys can look up. There's, but you know, Gilbo Beach. There's Amityville House of Horrors. Yeah, baby. Um I went to uh I went to Montauk by myself like yeah, two right. or three weeks ago and I was at Camp Hero, like near it. And, and I didn't w- you not know about it at the time or something I and didn't, I texted I forgot you. that it was at camp hero that all that yeah Yeah. stuff happened and so i was like going on like a little hiking trail like by myself and then all of a sudden i was like oh i don't think they ever caught the gilgo beach killer and like i know he wasn't located on montauk but like yeah um, and i walk right back to my car she's like anyways james (laughs) (laughs) so moving on to our main segment believe it or not um because this is raiders of the lost arts baby we rate we rate things so we are rating our top five favorite Long Islanders. Uh, there's lots of people from Long Island. A lot I mean, of people. You don't realize it until you really look into it and you're like, oh my God. I mean, a lot of people live here. So I guess, I don't know why I wouldn't think, and we're so close to the city yeah. that it, it would make sense. I'm just Again, it's yeah. one of those things when you come from a place, you're like, no one comes from here. It's the, yeah. it's it's almost like, I don't know, weird of us to be like, oh my God, we're so special. Like, no one. I mean, like, if I lived in a place like Los Angeles or New York City or like, I don't know, like a big city, I'd be like, oh, of course there's people who are from here. There's also those, like, there's there's so many stories now of it. There's people who make it from small towns. So, like, even like. Like Britney Spears. Yeah. Or like, no, I mean, she lived in a very, very small town. It was Louisiana, correct? Uh, Yeah. Mm -hmm. Louisiana. I think she lived in Mississippi at some point, but yeah. Um, 
So yeah, we're gonna be going over our top five favorite Long Islanders. Um, yeah. I'll switch the the order this time. You can go first. I'll go first. We're still going five to one. Okay. And if we have any of the same ones, I'll like give you a little wink. Um, but we probably will. Yeah. No, I'm... we're definitely gonna have a lot of the themes. That's okay. I mean, I'm... I can I can. That's bold of me to say assume. that. I, take it back. I think three of mine won't be on your list. Okay. That's that's very safe to say. Um, first one on the list. Again, this is actually in no particular order. Oh, mine's in order. Okay, mine's not. But I, it's also, like, not that much in order. Um, but my first one is pretty important to me. So, my first celebrity is Melissa Joan Hart. <gasps> you know where she's from specifically on Long she's Island? From she's from Smithtown. She's from Smithtown. That's Which, where I live. Don't come and find me. I have, don't want to be. You should have told the besties you live in Smithtown. Listen, I know it's not... It's not a, a flex. It's the opposite of a flex. Yeah, like, and honestly, like, we, we you should have waited till like at least episode ten to tell them where you live. But that's okay. I mean, we're we're talking about how we live on Long Island. Yeah, know, it's rules fine. of deduction. Smithtown's huge, by the way. Uh, I don't know where specifically she was from in Smithtown, but it's like a township, so it's yeah, pretty big. It's also like not a flex because of yeah the racism, the racism, the. We don't have to go through misogyny. it all. But anyway, Melissa Joan Hart. Yeah, Melissa Joan Hart. Um, literally, Melissa Joan Hart has my heart. Uh-huh. Oh, not funny. Anyways, I love her. Like, I don't think people understand how much I adore her. I've, I've, it's, I think it's interesting. I haven't met her because she does come back to the island. Yeah. She has family that still lives here. Um, I remember one of my friends in undergrad was friends with someone in her family, I believe. So she's been, I'm, I am like, almost 100% sure I could be wrong that she's been to my friend's been to family functions where Melissa is just there casually because it's her family yeah um, I feel I, like everyone on Long Island is like related to at least one famous person from famous Long Island yeah yeah I would lose it I would lose my absolute mind but like in the most contained way mm-hmm. I'd be like really sophisticatedly losing my mind if that makes sense um, you know anyone at home you're about to find out like Sabrina the Teenage Witch, like the OG 90s Sabrina, is one of my all-time favorite TV shows. I've watched This is a it. bombshell announcement, by the way. Bombshell. Bombshell. Boom. Um, I've watched that show at least, I want to say four times around at least. I have not even seen I it I own it on through. DVD. I own the entire Whoa. series on DVD. How very 2000s of you. I, I own a lot of TV shows on DVD. I we mean, only own... Probably like two. I am very two thousands cultured. I have a lot of CDs, DVDs. I think we have the original Twenty One Jump Street television show, television show series, on DVD, and I think we have every season of Psych on DVD. Amazing. I think that honestly, I think it says a lot about a person what you own, series wise on DVD. It really opens us into your psyche. Um. So yeah, Melissa Joan Hart is just. There's something about her. She is just effortlessly charming and witty and funny. And her charming, charming. It's the pun kind yeah, of. Yeah, because she, you know, spells charming. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, honestly, the amount of money I would pay to be on that show is kind of sad. But I was like a baby at the time, so it wouldn't happen. Also, I do have a shirt with uh, Melissa Joan Hart um, as Sabrina and Harvey because. You know the OG couple from the sitcom series. I, I adore her. Like, I, I don't like know what else to say other than like. And she's, she's right here. I'm kidding. 
<laughs> She's been in the Check room the whole time. Seat, everyone. Oh, I deleted it. Um, I don't have that kind of contact. She definitely, yet. I wouldn't say, is America's sweetheart. She's my sweetheart, though. Oh, that's sweet. That's okay. Yeah. She has a, she'll always have a special place in my heart. That's great. Um, Number two. Wait, no, I have to go. Oh, we're going back and forth one on one. Yes. Yeah. Sharing is caring, babe. I thought we were going list, list. No, 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 no. I got you. Okay. My number five. Not that famous, but a very important person in my life specifically. And regarding this podcast, I would say is Matt Rogers of Las Culturistas fame. Of course. Um, famously in his in his podcast from Long Island. Um, I don't know where he grew I was up. About to say where from Long Island. I feel like he's like a Hicksville kind of person. Like he's definitely Nassau. I was gonna say I don't know why, but he gives me South Shore vibes. I could be wrong. I don't think he was from. I mean, he might be. I I, I really don't know. Um. Matt Rogers is a comedian. Um, he co-hosts Lost Culturistas with Bowen Yang, who I also love. Um, he has or had a show on Quibi called Hot Dog. Now it's, I think, on HBO Max. You can watch that. He had a quick cameo on Search Party, which I'm watching now. Um, his comedy group is called Pop Roulette. They have some really funny sketches. And he's just great on all social medias. I just, he's a very funny cultured obviously yeah, man well um for him to be a man named matt that i can say that i like yeah is a lot for me i'm growing as a person i'm warming up to the idea of men named matt he's one of the first i I've really come that. to love yeah. yeah um he's just a great guy cannot explain this enough um we both you know have the same trauma of growing up on long island so it's yeah, I can really relate to him in that way. Okay. Yeah. I'm so sorry. Yeah, okay. Um, now next on my list. I guess I realize we're working backwards. I started from one and you're starting from five, but that's okay because like I said, mine is not in any order. Okay. So it's fine. Uh, mine's in order, um, but that's because I'm over. The second person I'm gonna talk about, um, is Jenna Ushkowitz. <laughs> our queen from Glee. Miss Tina Cohen Chang. Miss Tina Cohen Chang. Um, she was adopted and raised on the, I want to say the North Shore. I'm so mad at myself. I didn't write the town down for most of these people. I, I, I don't think I have her on my It's okay. Um. So where she's from. It was definitely Nassau that she's from. Yeah. She lives in, she was raised in Nassau County. Um, what I love about Jenna is just her personality. She's so, like, she just shines and her and, um. What's his name? From Glee. Kevin McHale. Kevin McHale. They have their own podcast. <gasps> Do they? Together. They're like besties in real life. Oh my it gosh. Just like us. Just like us. It's <laughs> so adorable. Um, You know, and since we're going to talk about Glee culture a little bit right now. And oh no. Jenna and Tina Cohen Chang. Like, she was so underrated. And I think that was she like was the running underutilized, joke of the show. Yeah. But like. I mean, it's because Ryan Murphy's white. And he's like, I don't know how to write an Asian character, so let's just make jokes about them being Asian. And it's like, yeah, okay. And then also I loved how, like, at first in the show she had a stutter, and then she stopped having one, so then they go back to it. Well, yeah, it was like she was faking yeah. it. Yeah. Like, what? That was a whack-ass plot line that plot would not I fly today. <laughs> my, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, Jenna, if we ever run into each other at, like, a brunch or something, but, like, 
my theory is they probably like low-key forgot about it or just didn't like that plot line anymore and stopped using it and they're like wait we have to come up with something or they were just like oh we need to like have a, a plot line for her in this episode yeah. but we don't actually have her in a as an established character yeah, like we don't know anything about her so let's just say that like she was making it up so I mean, now she's a liar let's be real it's a ryan murphy show nothing ever makes sense no and nothing is supposed to make sense yeah um so i think tina i think i stand for tina supremacy she deserved so much more in that show yeah she deserved more respect from everyone um she deserved more solos Mm -hmm. i'm looking at you miss rachel barry (laughs) i will fight you leah michelle can't read (laughs) that's my one of my favorite conspiracy theories it's a good one it's a really good one um yeah, I'm trying to think of like my favorite Jenna moment in Glee, whether it's like a song or a moment. What I love about her character Oh, actually I do have a favorite moment. Okay. When she, I think it's like later on in the show when she falls in love with Blaine. Even though he's <gasps> oh yeah. Totally oh gay. yeah, don't they call her a hag? They call not only do they call her a hag, but she kind of like She bodies it. She like kind of was a little sexually inappropriate with him in one episode where she so was, was Rachel I think well for sure um where she he's sick and she's trying to nurse him back to health so she um rubs like Vaseline all over him oh yes chest they, rub. They, they literally make fun of her character because all the other Glee members find out about it they're like yo and then I think Kurt says something along the lines of like you vapor raped my boyfriend yeah, so that that's a Ryan Murphy line. If you ever heard it, thing. and like for her, for that to be like that stuck out through the series. I feel like I remember towards the end when they kept bringing out. They're like, remember when you fell in love with Blaine? She's like, surprise! Like she, I feel bad. She was always the punching bag. Yeah, but it is kind of an iconic moment in falling in love with your gay best friend. Yeah, yeah. So, Jenna, thank you for that. Mm-hmm. Okay, my fourth is and i didn't know he was from long island is billy crystal oh can we just talk about the fact that two of the people you just name are men and two of the people i name on my list are women so far equality equality (laughs) we solved it um but yeah billy crystal's from long beach actually which i like it's the the thing with long beach is like i never consider it as part of long island even though it because it 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 literally is its own like little long island like on the bottom it's like a microcosm of long island yeah it's like his own little city it's kind of weird is he a surfer i i don't know him personally so i don't really know um but billy crystal you may know from such films such as when harry met sally that's definitely my favorite role of his yeah um that's like one of my favorite rom-coms i guess of yeah. all time um you might know as mike wazowski from yeah. monsters inc um you might know him as miracle max from princess bride which we spoke about last week actually um I think we will definitely find a way every week to incorporate princess, princess bride is that gonna be our thing yeah okay it, that is culture like oh yeah that is culture that princess bride princess bride is one of the best things that ever happened to this world period um he's also from the english dub of howl's moving castle Mm -hmm. which is i one of my favorite studio ghibli films um his other roles are in forget paris and city slickers i just i think he's so talented he has you know that iconic voice i think he's 
largely unproblematic in most things. Yeah. I haven't heard I haven't anything. heard a bad thing about him. If if not, you know, Please cancel us. me. It's fine. I don't cancel care. Cancel her and then contact us directly. Yeah. Shout we, shout me out. And we will fix it. But yeah, I just think he's he's just a great actor. Whenever he's in anything, it just makes it a better movie mm-hmm. or TV show in yeah. general. Uh, again, when Harry Met Sally is like one of my favorite movies, I think of all time, and I don't like when people call him ugly in that movie. They say like, "Oh, he's so ugly," and it's so weird because Meg Ryan's so pretty, and it's like, no, they're both attractive. Yeah. Like, how dare you? He's when he's wearing that that little sweater and jean number. Mm. That's hot. It does things. It does things. To, to one oneself. It, I think it was supposed to. And it for did. those who don't feel those things, like keep it to yourself. Yeah. Or get like evaluated. I don't know. Like figure it out. Yeah. I he's just Don't so... project your bitterness onto others. Like if someone finds someone attractive, like let them live. That that is oof. That gets to me. Unless they're attracted to someone very ugly. Or someone who's just a, just gross. But inside and out. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so number four was Billy Crystal. Number four. Okay. My next person I'm moving on to, I think we have the same person. Wink we wink. Um Who is it? So number three on my list, the one, the only, the iconic Lindsay Lohan. Oh, she's not on my list. She's not on your she's list. She's not, no. Because okay, I don't, really when fine. I think of her, I don't think Long Island. I mean, that wasn't the thing with Billy Crystal either, but I just put him on the list. But, like, when I think Lindsay Lohan, I think, like, L.A. culture. Yeah. Um, but she did grow up online. She's from American Cold Spring Harbor. Yes. Which are some interesting. I'm like, when I hear that, I'm like, oh, yeah, it makes sense. That makes sense. Which um, is. Yeah, Nassau, yeah. Long Island. Um, you know, Lindsay Lohan. Why did I say Lohan? Low. Low foot. <laughs> low foot. Low elbow. Like, I don't know. Um, flop era. <laughs> always. It will always be my flop era. Lindsay Lohan is an icon in her, her own right. Um, we did her dirty. We did. That's. I was actually wanted to. Uh, I'm talking so fast now. It's the caffeine I had before this. Oh, well, that was on you, babe. Yeah. And I rarely. So many besties out there. To, I, like, Sonny and Cher. That's on you, babe. Yeah. I rarely have <laughs> caffeine. So, like, now I'm like. I don't want to say I'm jittery, but my mind's working a million miles per minute. Yeah. For sure. Mm-hmm. Um, because, like, my body is, like, sane, but my mind is campy. Um, Lindsay, um, we did her dirty. We, I mean, not me personally, because, again, when all that stuff that was happening with her was happening with her, I was, like, a child. So, I would I'll not be the, the I would not be the person I am today without Confessions of a Teenage Drama Queen. I, like, barely remember that film as a thing. Like, I remember watching it at my cousin's house and being like, You know how we watched yeah. Confessions of a Shopaholic the other night? <laughs> yes, we did. <laughs> like, that, that is above that movie. Like, this, oh, wow. Like, Confessions of a Teenage Drama Queen is who? Culture. Wait, who's the guy in that one? I have no idea. Oh, so you love it, but love you it. don't I'm know saying, who the guy no, is you know, in it? Because, you know, we don't need to care about men right now. That's true. Well, who when is, you have who a movie is the with, other? When we have a movie oh. with Lindsay Lohan and Megan Fox, you don't ask oh, questions. Oh, it was Megan Fox. Yeah, another person we did dirty. We can have a whole episode on that, honestly. Um, but yeah, Adam the, Garcia, the, the media and the entertainment industry just took its toll on her. Mm. I think 
especially she is a child actress. Anyone? Yeah. Anyone I mean, who's Parent Trap. Yeah, Parent Hello. Trap. Another iconic classic. Anyone who comes from like child entertainment industry is going to be royally forked up when they grow up. Yeah. You know? Especially at that time, I feel like when like the paparazzi was becoming such a big thing. Or, like, it just was more established at the time, and, like, the teen mags were a thing, and it was, like, the $150,000 picture. Like, that shouldn't be a thing, by the way. Yeah. Um, but also, it's just in terms of, like, growing up on these sets where, like, anything goes. Yeah, and also, like, you're expected to, like, uh, you know... You're expected at a mature Perform at the level, level of an adult, yeah, while and, you're like, still, like your frontal cortex is still forming. Yeah, and, like, honestly, it really depends on the person because you'll have some, like, casting directors who are really great people and work with kids well, and, but not all of them are. So, like, you're And then you get, have, like, the Dan Schneiders of the world who are disgusting. Yeah, you're going to get some really awful people who are going to manipulate the, situa- the situation or they're literally going to, like, curse these little kids out. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just not the best environment. Um, like... She was able to sing. She was able to dance. She was able to act. She gave us everything. She had, she has the range. She mm-hmm. still has the range. I can't say had it in the past. But she still has the range. Yeah. Um, but you know she's recently making her comeback, and that's really all that. Matters. Oh yeah, isn't she supposed to be in a, a film coming out soon, or maybe a TV show? It's possible. It's a, I think it's a a biopic about someone. I don't remember, but I'm pretty sure. Good for her. Yeah. Good for her. Good um, for her. Next on my list is um, another man. I'm sorry. Oh, oh Look at us. You said <sighs> equality, baby. Listen, I'm a simp at, at heart. Um, she said simp rights. I said women's rights. Whatever. Um, again, someone who maybe is not that famous, but for me is a very important fixture in what I consume and the things I like is Nicholas Braun um, of Succession and Sky High fame, I would say. Wait, I did not know he was from Long Island. He's from Bethpage. Oh. So pretty close, kind of. Mm, kind Still of. Off. Yeah, but like he's kind of on the line, you know? Yeah. Um. Anyway, yeah. So he plays Cousin Greg on Succession. He was Zach Attack. In, in a lot of stuff. Sky High. Yeah, he was in uh, How to Be Single, Perks yeah. Being a Wallflower, Stanford yeah. Prison uh, Experiment. Mm-hmm. Um, he had a song <laughs> out last year called Antibodies about having COVID antibodies, and it was so horny and so unhinged, and it was one of my favorite songs That's of the year. Him. Yeah, no, he yeah. is horny and unhinged, and I think people are sh- starting to wake up to that. Yeah. Um, I, he's such a cool guy he's, he's so, so down to earth i was gonna say he's so tall oh that's it <laughs> so he's he's down to earth but he's also very much above the earth how tall is he like six, six. seven. Oh, yeah, yeah he's I, very he's over a foot taller than me i was gonna guess six four six yeah that makes sense but like going back to like what i was saying he's definitely someone who when mentioned is on my radar mm-hmm. and like he is someone i would love to like you know post-covid obviously I would love to go to, like, a bar with him and have, like, a pint of beer. He goes to concerts, like, in the city all the time. Like, you can just come up to him. And, I like, wonder mo- if we've been to a concert together, him and I. I mean. Paths. It's very possible. Maybe. I go to a lot of concerts as well in the city. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I know he's, like, a, a fan of Angel Olsen mm-hmm. and probably Phoebe Bridgers and, like, Mitski and stuff like that. 
So next time Phoebe goes on tour, I'll just well, ask. Obviously, him. we're going. Well, yes, that is. I think I'll be gonna become a groupie, and I'll just follow her around Same. on tour. Um, and I then think she'll we be will fine with that. Him and be like, "Hey, Nick, come out, come through." He's just around. Like I think he he has an apartment now in the city. I think there was like a GQ article about it. This is why. Yeah, I know. where does he live? I can he lives in the city. Okay. He I used can... to have a condo in like Queens. Or yeah, something? I can see him being like a Brooklyn boy. Oh yeah, he definitely has Brooklyn hipster vibes, and lots of his friends are like Brooklyn hipsters for sure. Um, yeah, he he's just really cool. He's gonna be in Zola, uh, which was at Sundance, I think. I yes. don't think it ha- it got good reviews, but I'm gonna watch it for him anyway. It, um, I. <laughs> That was me last night watching. Um, well, oh, Doctor Sleep. Yeah, but it turned out to be good. But like going into it, I was wary because of again, I also heard mixed re- reviews. But you know, Ewan McGregor was in it, and I love that. Man. Yeah. So, and not only was I going into this movie like, let me watch it. I, being the film person I am, had to, had to watch the director's cut, of course. Also, you had never seen The Shining, right? So I hadn't up until yesterday. Okay, so yeah, you can't watch Doctor Sleep without seeing The no, Shining. No, no, take it with a grain of salt. I've never seen the movie in full. Oh, you've seen like parts. I've seen so many parts. Well, of the movie. it's famous for the "Here's Johnny" scene. I've so seen that you've scene. seen that. You've seen like the kid on the tricycle. Yes. And, I've seen yeah. all like the famous scenes. But naked I've never grandma seen... in the bathtub. Yes, I've seen so many of the scenes, but I've never seen it cohesively together as one single piece. Yeah, it definitely reads differently that way. It's longer. Yeah. Um. I honestly have mixed opinions about it. We'll save it for another time. Yeah. That's not podcast talk. People are yeah. like, oh, you're going to talk about freaking Stanley Kubrick for 20 minutes? Yeah, hell no. No thanks. But no, so Doctor Sleep was actually better than I thought it would be. Like, it was very coherent. They broke it up into chapters, which was cool. Um, I'm really curious as a, you as a film student watching that movie from your perspective because I want to see, like, how you interpret it. I think you would enjoy a lot of different aspects of it. I'm probably not going to watch it anytime soon. That's okay. I'll probably just force you down to a line or something. Yeah. We'll see. I got a lot of things on my list, you know? Yeah, I get that. Um, you're next, right? Yeah. I'm next, yeah. Okay, this person we definitely have in common. There's no arguing it. We You say this, but I don't know. No, but this is this is the one. Okay. Look into my eyes. Like think of think of her. I think I know who you're talking about. Say it. On the count of three? No, because I know if I get it wrong, I'm going to be so embarrassed. I know, but that would be so fun. Not if you got it wrong, but like I... Do you want me to write it down? Let's see how good of... How close our friendship is if we have this telepathy where we have the same person. Well, it could be two different people now, I'm thinking. Just say it. Just say it. Just say it. This is is a slog. This is culture. Like, this is your... Okay. Okay, ready on the count of three. One, two, three. Natalie Portman. Okay. Okay, good. She's also on my list. Exactly. So now we can equally we can elongate our discussion of her since she's on both and she is the next person on my list as well oh perfect so there we go See, this worked out really well um do you know where she's from jericho jericho mm-hmm. nassau baby Make it's all these freaking nassau people because suffolk is gross yeah i mean so Maybe- is nassau but like suffolk no talent no talent like why this is probably why we'll never be famous is because we're from suffolk if we were born a few towns over we could have made it don't I mean, I don't want to be famous. I want to be accomplished. I know. I I want to be loved, but not known. Yeah, I feel that. Well, okay. Let's so not like, I think our therapy. dream. Well, we're gonna just you know, 
Kate wants to be, you know, a film writer, but from the comforts of her cottage. Yeah. Um, and I want to be her director for her films. Yeah. And like, I our, trust you. Yeah, we'll be like a duo. You have the vision. I have the words. It's the, literally, I, I can't. You have the words because you took them from your mouth. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh my God. I just stole them. Really anyway, we smashed them. Natalie Portman, you might know from Black Swan, Annihilation. Talking about Black Swan, I was... The first time I watched that movie was only a few years ago. I still haven't seen it. <gasps> I know. Shut up. Anyway, she's also from V for Vendetta, Leon the Professional. No, 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 no. Um, cannot... Those damn Dior ads. Girl, you cannot just keep reading down this list. As and a... most notably for my culture, yeah. the Star Wars Star prequels. Wars, yeah. Miss, Miss Padme and Madala in the house. No, I haven't seen Black Swan. I'll get to it, okay? I'll get to that it. something. Listen. I mean, Natalie I wasn't allowed Port- to watch it when I was a kid. I mean, when it came out. Rightfully so. When I was a kid. It came out in 2010. I, I was 12. Um, but I, I, I was a child, yeah, but I wasn't like five. Um, I wasn't like, oh, I want to see the dance movie. Because, um, I mean, it's it is about dance. dance, but it's, um, it's about some other stuff, too. Yeah. Okay. Natalie Portman just... She is the moment. She will continue. She's to be been the moment for the past twenty years. Yeah, she, she it, doesn't age. She doesn't really like. Only now I've realized, like, oh, she's like an older woman. Like she has kids and stuff yeah. like that. But it's like she's still very much like a young actress to me. Oh yeah, she's from. She was in Jackie too. Yes, but Jackie Kennedy, who was also from Long Island. Yes, we'll All get into that later. Connections, but. Natalie Portman has the range. She has the range, the talent, the longevity, obviously. Yes. I also she... want to give a shout out to her SNL uh, raps. She is one of the, I think, the best SNL hosts in, like, you know, well, yeah, I would say recent, but like also long time because a lot of the ones, the hosts that they had in like the 70s and 80s, I don't yeah. know who they were. Um, I, I, ha- I have my beef with that. Oh, I do too, and I love SNL, but I also like hate SNL. Yeah, like I can, you can't I, love I SNL can without it. hating it. I can watch it every once in a while, but um, I don't know. Recently, they did something that was a bit problematic for me. And was it a weekend update thing? I know. I don't think we talked about it. Actually. Wait, what are we talking about? Um, so I think within like the LGBTQ community, it was a little problematic. Um, I don't know how far some people took it like not like far, but some people were more offended than others. I was on that spectrum of finding it more offensive than others. It was with um Pete Davidson and John Mulaney? No. Jim from the office. Krasinski? Krasinski oh, were they kissed? Yeah. Oh, I didn't think twice about that. It's the whole idea of turning like the whole like the, the I guess the gayness of it all into like a punchline like a joke I and I, I know how people can argue it the other way like don't get me wrong I'm okay not. it's the idea but like literally like they could have picked anyone but no they picked another man and they turned it into a joke well I think it would have been weird if it was a woman because he's married yeah but he's an actor that's true but he's not a great actor <laughs> <laughs> So, and neither is Pete Davidson. And I, and I, oh, um, no. I think it was more funny just because, like, I don't know. I think that's just Pete Davidson being Pete Davidson. I I didn't take it that way. I could see why people would. Again, yeah, and I don't want to get too much into it. I don't want to get any hostility. Mm-hmm. But like, as like a as a person who's gay, like I just 
it's very intensive in a sense where we still have a long ways to go in terms of like you know equality is one thing just understanding and compassion and like you know people are raised in different homes and different situations and for me like personally not to get too personal but like I wasn't raised in the most accepting environment of who I am so to see something like that and see people like make so much light of it as if it's nothing it's really insulting to my brain okay yeah so no I see that I was just gonna say like there's SNL has done worse <laughs> oh they, ha- they have but that was um, just recently and I was just like mostly Ooh. on weekend updates some of the, the the jokes that uh Michael Che and Conjo's come up with her yeah not great and I'm like oh retire no it's so retire true. And babe it's just like I'm so shocked because there's so many like progressive people on that and there's so many good writers yeah and I'm just like SNL it's 2021 you can tell when like Bo and Yang has written on a sketch yes. you're like okay <laughs> Colin Jost didn't touch this yeah it's too good it's, it's, yeah <laughs> like that like Zillow one there were the Zillow ad did you see that one no I didn't that one was a really good one that was when uh, Dan Levy hosted that was just a good episode I was gonna say Phoebe Phoebe Bridgers yeah. Dan Levy yeah the depressed gays really showed out and showed up for that one anyway anyway Natalie Portman I just love her Viva Vendetta was like my uh political awakening even though it's like a very i wouldn't say libertarian <laughs> film but like libertarians love that movie and i'm like i don't think you get it but whatever i definitely um got a little radicalized by that film um with which also has hugo weaving in it who wait how old were you when you watched that movie oh i was in like the ninth grade so i was like okay so that's 13. like peak radicalism like that oh is okay. yeah i got radicalized in like the eighth like that's Nice when you're in high school and you're starting to form one. your own opinions and you realize the world isn't what you think it is and you're like I'm like because you're again you're in that teenage mindset where you're like I'm on my way to being an adult I mm-hmm. know things so then like you have this idea that you're just like that is like the best example of like peak not like your situation but like high school is the perfect example of exploration and like peak white feminism Oh, I was definitely a white feminist in high school. And, like, um, where I was at in high school is, like, where a lot of people who I went to high school with are at now. Yeah. And it's, like, yikes. And it's, also like, also, for, yeah, they were, like, making fun of me when I was, like. I need to, but we need to let our besties at home know um, your school district is, like, well, not this. I don't want to attack the school district. No, the, do. The, the, the town of Smithtown itself and the district, it's just overtly racist. Oh, yeah. So, that this this makes things not okay but it makes it make more sense where mm-hmm. we're coming from where yeah so yeah it was very republican where i went to school and i rem- i would just like tweet my little feminist tweets and i'd have people just like oh so men don't deserve rights i should have been like i can yes. see you getting attacked by people <laughs> i did there was like a horde that would just come after me every single time i tweeted something about feminism and i was like what the heck is wrong with you and now it's like however majority many of them were probably women yeah, however many years yeah. later, they're like, oh, my God, girl power. And I'm like, okay, this ain't it. Yeah. Whatever. It's okay. We we live and we learn. This pussy grabs back. <laughs> Jesus Christ, shut up. Uh, <laughs> um. So that was your number two? Um, My number four, because remember. Okay, number okay. Four, like, but, like, it was your second to last. Yeah. Okay. Now so we are going into our last. Your number one. It might be person again no is a, is a woman yeah i know who it is okay. it's not my number one is yours a man yeah 
This is really telling about these people. Is it? Okay, whatever. That's okay. Go off. Um, my number one is the one, the only Alana Glazer. I know it. Who is from St. James? Who also is from yeah, neighboring which town, is part St. of James. part of Smithtown. Well, not really. It's kind of different, yeah. but it's it's my it's my next door neighbor basically. I think she she went to Smithtown High School. Yeah, that was when it was one high when it, school. When it was one high school, I had a friend of mine um, recently reach out to me because I posted something about Broad City on my story when I was list- when I was watching for the first time. I got into that show pretty recently, like within the past couple months. And got to start watching it. Ugh, so I've seen good. like individual episodes. Yeah, so good. And I was posting something, and my friend's like, "Oh my god!" Like she went to my high school. I think his older sibling. They were like in the same graduating class, mm. or like close to that. So. That's when I found out she was from Long Island, and that's when I became more obsessed with her than I already am with her. Um, she is just her own enigma of culture and just humor, comedy. She, her, well, I mean, her character in the show is just so bold and so flawless in every way possible and so progressive. But, like, I feel like it's such a true reflection of her in real life. Like, I, I really hope I can meet her she is such an inspiration yeah um she's so she's just so cool if she ever heard our podcast one day and listened to this episode i would just fangirl in my seat a little bit like i words cannot just like we have so many memes from her from that one show mm-hmm. i my favorite one i love to see when she uses the air quotes she's like how am, am i am i okay um there's so many iconic moments from that I'm show. I'm just a little baby. I, I, I don't have money. <laughs> um, anyway, Fred Armisen is from Valley Stream. Is he? He is. Why? Which I don't really count as Long Island, though. Oh, yeah, so. it's not. Get out of here with that. Anyway, my number one, and I think he is Long Island culture. Oh, yes. I know who it is. Yeah. He is the piano man, Billy Joel. Sing us. Sing song. us a song, You Are the Piano Man. He's from Hicksville. A lot of people are from Hicksville. It's a yeah. pretty big town, I guess. Yeah. Um, a lot of talent. You know, such albums such as The Stranger, Innocent Man, 52nd Street, Glass Houses, Stormfront, Piano Man, Songs in the Attic. Um, the Stranger. That is, that was a moment. That is, I think that's probably regarded as his best album. It is, yeah. For sure. It's it's a good one. Um, did you know he, he, well, he holds the record for the most consecutive shows at, at Madison Square yeah, Garden. At MSJ, yeah. I think it's 74 shows consecutive because he, he basically had like a residency with them in 2015 yes. where he said like, if I can sell tickets, I will play every single night in a row. And he did. That's like, that is like iconic behavior. Yeah. Imagine being iconic that, Island behavior. that's successful enough to be like, also like, we always forget in terms of, I think we undermine people in the entertainment industry, how much energy and like hard work that is to perform every single night. Mm-hmm. And it's not, no, I'm not singing a song. I'm performing. Yeah. Playing instruments. I am doing stuff on He sits stage. for a lot of his shows. So. What? He sits That's a lot. Okay, but he's still performing. He's, yeah, he's also, he's also old. Yeah, he's so. older. Um, but he's played 119 total shows at Madison Square Garden. I went to one. I actually went to one. Right yeah. before the panty hit, mm. I went in February. It was like February twenty something. So it's almost been a year since I saw him in concert. Um, I was like one of the youngest people there. It was a lot of like couples in their thirties and then like people in their fifties and sixties. Yeah, because you know it's multi generational. 
Yeah. I, if you're from Long Island, you like Billy Joel. Even if you're not from Long Island, people love Billy yeah, Joel. Like, he's is, one of the most popular recording artists Long of all Island time. Culture. Like, yes. Yeah, for sure. Um, like The fact that you saw him makes sense. Yeah. I it, have I've, not seen him. Something was missing from my life until yeah. I saw him. Um, I mean, even just some of the songs, like Scenes from an Italian Restaurant, that is so Long Island. Oh, yeah. Just like sitting at an Italian restaurant talking about y- y- the past. Like, oh, my gosh, I've done that. Um, New York State of it's, Mind, I was about to of course. Talk, you're like talking in an Italian restaurant and talking about your memories in the past. I'm like, that's just like a typical like Wednesday night. Yeah, that really Island. is. Mamma Mia. And one of my favorite Billy Joel songs of all time is Down Easter Alexa, which is all mm. about like boating and like uh, fishing for like a living. Um, and it's just so, uh, it, it really, it's, uh, I think we call it Long Island Gothic, me and my friend, where it's just like, it, it appeals to that feeling of uh, Long Island culture, but in a very like mythic kind of a way where it's like, this is, this is how people work the land. Yeah. And this is how they live. And this is their, these are their struggles. Um, can I tell you what my favorite Billy Joel song is? Yeah. Um, I know he wasn't my, in my top five, but honestly, my probably is my favorite. Only the Good Die Young. That's a good one. And you know why I love that one so much? It's true. <laughs> if you look at it lyrically, I think I was listening to it one day, and I was like, wow. Like, you know when you listen to a song, like it's like you've probably heard it a million times, but for the first time, like something hits you, and you're like, oh, my God. Mm-hmm. That song is so genius because it really, it very much flips traditionalism and religion on its head. Because mm-hmm. um, the song is about a girl, right? Come on, Virginia, don't like let me wait. And it's basically about this guy who wants to take her virginity. But he makes a joke out of it. And like the whole thing, like the whole song to me is basically a satire. And like, I mean, he wrote a lot of satirical yeah. stuff. Which, again, I, as much as he is Long Island culture, there's so much I don't know about him. So, like, mm-hmm. when I really heard that song and, like, listened to it through, like, anything that, like, you know, subverts tradition or, like, kind of flips religion on its head to me is just, I eat that stuff up. I eat it right up. Um, so, I just think, I don't know. I can't explain how much humor and just, like, just pure joy I find in that song. Yeah, I think one of my favorites besides Downey Easter Alexa, it's probably Vienna. I think That's a very anyone song. who's ever been a college student can relate to that song. Yeah. And loves that song. Like and the I amount of times. I always think of you know what movie? No. Thirteen going on thirty. Oh, that's true. Um, I just remember like driving home from college and like listening to that and being like, So true, Billy. So true. I do need to I just think of Jenna Rink with all grown up with her dollhouse at the end of the movie, and she's like, "You can get what you want, or you can just get old." Yeah, it really it is like a song that makes you think, like, "Okay, I need to like get on it, chill out." Yeah. Um, but okay. I also I I oh my God, I have actually one honorable mention on my list. I didn't list before. Okay. I said do you I want would... me to go through the notables and see if they come up or do you want to do your little piece first? Um, I'll just mention him since we're on the topic of musicians. I think it just it's a smooth transition. I think I know who you're going to talk about. Yeah, because he's my one of my favorite people. He didn't live here for that long. Though. I know. So that's why he's an honorable mention. He wasn't on the list because 
I love how I know who you're talking about. <laughs> because you're my, like one of my best friends. You, oh, Bitch, you're my soulmate. Oh my god. <laughs> so, my honorable mention, the king himself. Well, one of them. One of them. I'm just very biased. Um, Billy freaking Idol. The other Billy. Yes. Um, he was not born on Long Island. He was born in England. England, baby. But he lived here for a little while. Actually in Patchogue. For four years. I feel like there's a, not a museum, but like. An exhibit? I think like the library there like sometimes has like an exhibit or like they do like a Billy Idol thing. Do or that, like I'm gonna have the Patchogue Theater has like Billy Idol stuff all the time. Because they're like, he lived here. And it's like, yeah, for four years. And not when Patchog was it. I know, but like it's still like I would, I would, I would harp on that too if I were them. Yeah, I so get it. Billy Idol is king of the eighties. Like I, ugh, I love eighties, all things eighties movies, movies, movie, film, whatever you want. Eighties culture. Yeah, just culture. In I think general. we can just tell that by our podcast thing like i think a lot of the icons we have are from the 80s yeah and just raiders of the lost arts yeah like, that is 80s baby yeah um i just love his music it just i can be in the worst mood and play like rebel yell and like it just gets, it gets me going it was oh on guitar hero well yeah <laughs> but no it actually just it randomly came on the radio today when i was in the car i got into my car after leaving I don't know if it was my house or something. And before I put my phone on and put my music on, that song was on. And it was just, like, such a sign. Like, to me, like, that was a sign because I love him so much. I'm like, wow, like, it could be a good day. Wow, that's sweet. Rebel Yell came on, yeah. All right, I'm just going to go through some other notable Long Islanders and where they're from. And if we want to talk about them, we can. If not, we'll just. If not, we'll just. Let it flop. Whatever. Um, So Judd Apatow is from Syosset. Yes. Love him. Love his films. Mm -hmm. Chris Angel. Mind Freak. He's Chris from East Meadow. Baldwin. Alec Baldwin and the Baldwin family, obviously. Yeah. They're from Massapequa. Yeah, we don't. We, we can move on. Um, Pat Benatar okay. is from Lindenhurst. Mm-hmm. Love her. This one. Nikki Blonsky. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. She's from Great Neck. Um, I, is the, No, the, I took down that. There was a, a hairspray poster in my sister's room. I took it down. <sighs> but thank you, Miss Nikki Blonsky, for... All of your contributions to society. to society, but more specifically, okay, Congress, let's get this conversation started. <laughs> Thank you for what you've done in Congress. Thank you for being like a icon. Yeah, and an icon for little fat girls all over the world in 2007. Yeah, meant a lot to me personally. Um, moving on, Steve Buscemi. Mm. Uh, he's from Valley Stream. I didn't know that. I guess he kind of sound well. His voice is so specific that I guess it's you wouldn't be able to place him. But yeah, it makes yeah. sense that he's from Long Island. Uh, obviously, Miss Teresa Caputo, the Long Island medium, is from Long Island, but she's from Hicksville. Yeah, I've seen her once. I feel like everyone has. I think yeah. I saw her at like a. I wasn't going to like a book signing for her, but I was like at Barnes and Noble, and she, and she was, was just there. there. I'm like, oh, I guess she's just here all the time. I <laughs> saw her when I was at the dinner once. Um, mm. Yeah, like I I was a lot younger too. It's like when her show first. I don't think she's a real medium. I really don't think she's a large. I don't have an opinion. Honestly, it's funny though. People confuse our last names because we have (gasps) similar last names. That is well, yeah. Caputo, I'm Saputo. 
and she has a C. I have an S. So people, yeah, people call me like. Well, people, I think it's because you're also your first name starts with a C. Yeah, correct. So it's the alliteration of it all. So people will just refer to me as Caputo, and I just, I just take it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Miss Mariah Carey is from Huntington. Kenny Lawton. <laughs> she she's such a. I don't know her. Um. Ashanti is from Glen Cove. Yes. We love Ashanti here from the uh the Muppets Wizard of Oz. Yes, Muppets Wizard of Oz, baby. Okay, listen, critically not acclaimed, of course, but Ashanti, you did the damn thing. Critically critically panned, actually. Yeah. Um, all right. Kevin James is from Mineola and Stony Brook. Yes. My dad was actually friends with him in high school. <gasps> Look at that! I feel like that's what I'm, that's what I'm saying. Like everyone knows, from Long Island, like knows someone, or is like related to. Yeah, he was. Yeah, friends with Kevin. Uh, Bob Iger, ex CEO of Disney, um, is from Oceanside. That's cool, I guess. Uh, Jackie Kennedy is from Southampton. Of course she is. And famously had those cousins who were kind of. Crazy, who the, the yes. documentary was made about mm-hmm. um, that was then parodied on documentary now. Yes. It was called Great Gardens, and Mr. Bill Hader and Fred Armisen were in it, and that's my, yeah, that's my Bill Hader connection. That's my seven degrees of Bill Hader. I was about to say, I'm like, he's, like, besides the Princess Bride being continually mentioned throughout this podcast, we're always going to talk about Bill Hader. Yeah, I just, if I can put him into the the conversation i will because i think more people should talk about him yeah. and talk to him i mean not, not to flex are fortunate enough to have like a date with him not like, to flex Zoom. but whatever um patty lapone is from northport she is you know what my favorite thing she's ever done say it said fuck donald trump yes yeah that interview where um i forgot who was interviewing her but she's like what would happen if Donald showed up? She's like, I just wouldn't perform. She's a bit of a drama queen. Oh, for sure. It's Patty Lapone. But also, I think she deserves to do it at a certain point. Uh, Ralph Macchio is from Huntington. Yes, Ralph Macchio. The I can't believe kid. I can't believe he wasn't. In, you know, I think he was close to making my top five. Tbh. He's also. He's just like not in enough things that I deeply care about. Yeah, like he was very. Like the Outsiders was culture in like the eighth grade. Yeah, he has very subtle eyes to the entertainment industry and he's also very down to her i've heard yeah. he's a very sweet guy I've, i i know a lot of people have met him and I've, they say he's really sweet it's really weird because i've almost met him on several occasions it's like we just met each other on mm. multiple occasions so he's always around yeah yeah uh adina menzel is from syosset i'm forgetting that i don't because she uh uncut gems takes place partly on long island yes and so I guess Another she was just film. doing her natural accent in that, which is great because I think their house is in like Nassau or something. Mm-hmm. Um, Soledad O'Brien, the journalist and news anchor, I think she is. I don't know. She's a pretty famous journalist um, in New York. She's from St. James. Yeah. And my mother went to school with her and knew her. She oh, has awesome. her signature in her yearbook, so that's cool. Cute. Rosie O'Donnell mm-hmm. is from Comac. Yes. I'm kind of related to her. Interesting. So I have a godmother okay. who I also have a godfather, but he's kind of an ex-godfather because they got divorced and he kind of sucks. And his cousin is Rosie O'Donnell. Okay. So not blood related, 
Just barely God. even God related. But like, God related. if I if well, I needed in the grand to call scheme her of up, things, aren't we all related? Okay, aren't we up. all God's children? We're all the same race, the human race. <laughs> but no, like if I needed to talk to her, I could I could find a way. I think. Um, what would you want to talk to her about? I'm I don't curious. know. I don't know stuff. Okay. Her her role in Tarzan. Did she ever get to meet Phil Collins? <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Very. That's a legitimate answer. Thank you for that. Yeah, I I thought about it. You did. Um, this is another iconic Long Island person that neither of us mentioned, but I think I'm okay with that. And that's Jerry Seinfeld. Oh yeah, I'm very. Who's okay from Massapequa? Listen, if you're 38 years old and you're dating a 17 year old, you're not gonna be in my top five list. No, that's just a rule. Did we not learn anything from the Long Island Lolita? I'm surprised. Well, he he didn't have a wife at the time, so I guess that's why no one got shot in the face. But but like, B movie cannot make up for this man. It cannot. As <laughs> it can much do as, a lot, but it can't make up for that. You know that movie's a fever dream, because I did see it in theaters. I saw it in theaters. Actually, no, I don't think I saw it in theaters. I think we rented it from Blockbuster. I saw it in theaters, and I remember growing up. I. I, I kid you not. There was a part of me that thought that movie was fake. Like I grew up with like the faint memory of it, it being was a movie all a dream. until it came into fruition mm-hmm. as I got older. Like, wait, actually, this is a movie. I did see this when I was younger. Also, weirdly enough, I connected with Shark Tale. That's because they're of... both kind of bad animated. But oh, they're films. both great. They're they're bad because they're they're great because they're bad. I guess I think like they're they're strangely funny, but they're not good movies. You know what I mean? Like, quote me on this. I'm pretty sure I said this in episode one. Shark Tale will be canon one day. What do you mean by canon? Like, you know how we have the literary canon? Oh, okay. It will be film canon. Like, it's going to have a Criterion Collection release or something? Yes. Or, like, it's going to be <laughs> talked about. Like, I'm going to be, like, in no, you know what in my be? 50s. Listen. I'm going to see it on the Turner Classics channel. <laughs> <laughs> I hope so. no. I have here, enough money for here that channel. Is, here is my my um my thinking process. Let's talk about it. Killer clowns from outer space. Well, that's because it's camp. Exactly. It's not, but it's not part of the canon. It's a it, cult classic. Yeah. That's different than being mm, in the canon. Is it? Yes, because the cult class classics don't get Criterion releases. I know, Ugh, but like they get found at garage sales and on eBay. No, 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 because the. The reason they're a cult classic is that they they stand the test of time and they keep coming back. So you will not. How dare you reduce them to garage sales? No, 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 no. You're gonna get them in the Target aisle. The only cult classic that's really rebranded. Um, Be careful. I would say is Blade Runner. And that's because, okay. and I think that's also because it had someone like Harrison Ford in it and because it had a sequel that was that good yeah i think if if shark tale can come back with like jake gyllenhaal voicing a shark or something or a fish Wait, jake gyllenhaal was in that movie no i'm saying oh. but i'm saying like a like a ryan gosling gosling adjacent property yeah. <laughs> property. <laughs> property property of hollywood yeah. and like has um martin scorsese like I think he was actually in Shark Tale. Or like there's the fish that's based off of him. Anyway, and he directs it, then maybe. But you're not you're not Villeneuve, okay? I'm surprised you're not so behind Shark Tale like I am because it has one of your favorite people in it. What? Jack Black. 
That is true, but uh, no, not it's it's not a good movie. Whatever. It sucks. Um, and my last uh, notable person from Long Island is obviously Walt Whitman, who's yeah. from Huntington. Yeah, um, Leaves of Grass. The founder of the Walt Whitman Mall. Kidding. I don't <laughs> think he would have wanted a mall named after him. I don't think he's think a very he, capitalistic person. I think he's rolling person. around in his grave right now. No, he definitely is. Um, What's your favorite Whitman poem? Uh, What is it called? The Swimmers? I'm going to look it up right now. Um, the one about where the woman is watching the bather, the people swimming naked. Yes. Love that one. Did we do that in What's Your Name's class? Yes. Granny Yeah. Yep. Um, so I wanted to end this podcast just quickly within maybe five minutes and just go over like a little, a little positive memory that we have of Long Island, um, whether it's a, a specific, you know, location based thing or just a feeling or anything like that. I'll start. For me, it's, um, I think it was like two, probably like three or four summers ago, um, I went out to Montauk with my my bestie, Ava, and I got, I like stayed with her family, and we, you know, we obviously like went to the beach during the day, we went to like some of the, the Hamptons to like shop and whatnot, um, but one night, we just drove and we got ice cream and we like sat on like an old log on the beach and we just like talked about life and stuff oh, Billy and Joel like of you. and like Captain Kidd's treasure and we wondered if it was buried anywhere near us and stuff like that and it was just so like like it felt like a Phoebe Bridgers song yeah but like if Phoebe Bridgers was from Long Island um and yeah I mean it's really it's really beautiful out there. Um, and it's, like, far removed from, like, the suburbs, and so... From society. Well, not from society, because... We live in a society. You go to Avaganzit, and it's it's very much society. Like, there's a Starbucks. But yeah. um, it's just so beautiful out there. I mean, literally, Long Island is so beautiful, but then you get to... It has its beautiful moments. Well, like, yeah, you see, like, the beach, and you see the vineyards, and you're like, oh, my God, this is so beautiful. And then you turn around, and it's, like... Long Island's, like, a B-minus rated like she has her moments but overall she's lost the plot yeah for sure. and the cast is awful yeah the cast is subpar at best. but like cinematography not bad it's there it's there um but yeah it, it really sucks if you just replace like the population of long island with just like cooler people um it would be nice to live here but unfortunately yeah. a lot of vile people live here yeah we kind of ruin the island yeah. that's why yeah. i like going out east because it's that, yeah, there's a that's lot why less also i don't really enjoy it and it's not like an island to me because it's not and i'm not even talking about like tro- it doesn't need to be a tropical island because where it's located it can't be but mm-hmm. like it yeah just in terms of you know the natural and nature like we've totally uprooted it yeah it's just there's so many i feel like just commercialized sections of the island that are just so ugly that long island gothic baby repulsive honestly but that was like a really sweet memory yeah i think about it a lot yeah that's makes me feel it's wholesome it It, makes me feel just joy yeah and and it has that like nostalgia to Mm -hmm. it like you said and that's really nice yeah thank you thanks for sharing sharing. applause uh what is your little memory mine oh my goodness so funny enough mine actually has to deal with montauk (gasps) meet me in montauk babe yeah I'll meet you any. I would meet you there at any time, babe. I love Montauk. I love you. 
I wasn't gonna say the L word, but oh my god, I'm in lesbians with you. <laughs> Anyways, um, so mine's a little different of a story. Mm. It's still great. It's actually a pretty iconic story, um, and I can't wait to share with about you this one. Um, I want to say this was 2017, 2018. I don't remember what year. It was a few years ago. Um, and Montauk has this hotel called the Surf Lodge. I passed it. Yes. So anyone who knows the Surf Lodge, I pray for you. I'm truly sorry because, like, you know, it has, it has its allure, it has its appeal, but at the same time, it utterly repulses me because it's literally like take Manhattan socialites and take the take the um the the upper echelon of LA and and smush it into one hotel mm-hmm. restaurant. So basically. It's people showing up in $1,000 worth of outfits. Again, they're like semi-famous socialite slash um, college party goers who... Just like heirs to fortune. Yes. Their daddy's trust fund is paying for everything. Yeah. You get the joke. They're like old money. Yeah. Some of them are... Yeah, for sure. I think a lot of them are old money, honestly. So they do a summer concert series there at Mm. their surf lodge. And... Oh, Wonder was playing there, and they are, like, one of my favorites. I love them. Um, So, basically, me and a few of my friends made plans to go. Long story short, it turned out it was raining that day. So, me and my friends had to stand two hours in the rain, and they were basically like, we're at max capacity, we can't let you in. So it was us trying to like finesse our way into the surf lodge for two hours. And I wish I remembered this woman's name. Such like an angel from above. She worked there. Like shout out to her. I don't remember her name, but like she basically was like, listen, like I want to thank you guys for being like so patient with us. And like we were just really sweet to her too that she let us in because we were nice with her because some people were being nasty. And just to tell you like how crazy it is there. So basically, like I said, it was at max capacity. So in order to get in, you would need to reserve a table. So they were holding people's credit cards for like thousands of dollars worth of reservation money. Yeah. Any hoops. So the set or the oh wonder started their set already. So we were waiting online as their set started, which was sad. But I got to catch probably like the the second half of their their show, their their little like set that they had going on. Um. And it was just so sad, too, because, again, it's all, like like I said, college kids partying with their parents' trust fund. And they don't even know who Oh Wonder is, I can mm-hmm. tell. And that was what was, like, you know, like, my heart was aching because I'm, like, I love them. And mm-hmm. you are, like, I'm, like, I am a fan. And, like. You were gatekeeping that day I, and girl bossing. Oh, I was gatekeeping so hard. And the fact that they were there for the beginning of their set and, like, filming them and, like, they probably didn't even know who they were. I was so sad. But the highlight came. When they ended their 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 set, they were leaving and they were just like walking through the crowd and they walked past me and I stopped them and I was like, Hi, like I'm such a big fan. I'm like, is it cool if I like I take a picture with you guys? Sweetest people ever. And they were like, Oh yeah. Like they they were so I think they I think too they recognize that not a lot of people in the crowd knew them. Yeah, to and, see anyone actually engaging was Yeah, like, or like oh, singing cool. along to their songs. Uh-huh. So for them to like see someone like me who, who like stop them and like, I love you guys, mm-hmm. I think it meant a lot to them. Um and again, they were so down to earth. They were so sweet and they took a few photos with me. Um 
So that was my happy month off Long Island memory. But I got to meet um, Josephine and um, Anthony from, um, I almost just said from Long Island, from A Wonder. Well, they were on Long Island at the time. They were, yeah. So I got oh. to meet A Wonder. It's yeah. awesome. I feel like I've met a lot of music artists at concerts. Yeah. I think probably in the city more. Yeah, for sure. But I've been to like a lot of Jones Beach concerts too. Mm, I've never been to one. Really? Yes. That's Long Island culture. You gotta go. I know. Whenever I haven't seen Billy again. Joel, I haven't been to Jones Beach for a concert. Yeah, I I, I I think I saw I saw Paramore. I saw oh I Chase. saw Imagine Dragons famously. Yes, we talked about. That we I saw day. Imagine Dragons oh, at well. but also but more importantly I saw Impractical Jokers yes. at uh, Jones Beach. Yeah. That's Long Island. That's Staten Island, I guess, more culture. New York culture. It's New York culture. Um, yeah, so that was just us talking about Long Island and Long Islanders Long Island. for, you know, an hour and a half. Yeah. Um, listen, I don't like it here, but... We are getting out one day. I appreciate, uh, we appreciate what it's given me. And there, again, there are a lot oh, of what? beautiful places on Long Island. Like, I love going out east and going to the farm stands yeah. and, like, getting fresh stuff. And, like, there is some culture. the vineyards are really pretty and Montauk. And then there's, like, the giant duck, yeah. which is cool. Um, I went to my favorite bookstore today on Long Island. Which is? Book Review. <gasps> book Hun- Review in Huntington. Huntington. I was actually going to plan. I was planning on going to Huntington so tomorrow. To book Review. I love Book Review. We love you guys. They're the largest independent bookstore on Long Island, yeah. and I love them. They've been but, around since, I want to say, the 70s. Really? Yeah. So it's, it's a great place. It is. Um, I love Huntington in general. But, yeah. Um, yeah. Thanks for tuning in, besties. Yeah, thank you guys so much. Um, next week, are we talking about the pop girlies next we week? We are talking about the pop girlies next so week. So tune in for that. We're going to discuss our favorite girls in pop Um maybe talk a little bit about the history of pop uh, music mm-hmm. and music videos and all that stuff, yeah, if that stuff. interests you at all. I hope this was interesting. I really hope so. Um, if you're not from Long Island, I hope you learned something about Long Island, got a little bit of taste of what it's like to live here. Yeah. Um, if they yeah. learned anything, they learned about the Long Island Lolita. Yeah, they learned not to shoot people in the face. Yes. That's a that's a rule of culture. Yeah. Don't shoot people in the face. Do not shoot people I can't, in the face. I can't steal the rule of culture. That's Lost Culture Eats' thing, but yes. that's a K rule. Don't shoot people in the face. Yeah. Um, all right. Thanks all right. for thanks for listening, yes, besties. Thank you for listening. Um, and on that note, go watch a goddamn, a goddamn movie. movie. Bye. Bye. <laughs>